0: In Ag and Review for the week ending April 25th, we have this from Tyron Spearman on our limited planting progress so far.
1: Crops are off to a slow start this year due to wet conditions and cold soils. The National Ag Statistics Service reports corn planting at 6% nationwide. We normally are at 14%. On cotton planted, mainly in the southeast, Alabama is planted at 3%. Normally they're at 5%. Georgia, on the other hand, is at 1% planted. They're normally at 5%. Nationwide cotton is at 9% planted this week. Normally they're at 12
0: And with some livestock news, Randall Wiseman had this.
2: This past week, comments were due on USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Services' proposed rule to import beef from certain regions in Brazil. National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Vice President of Government Affairs, Colin Woodall, explains the process they had to review the rule.
3: We had a very extensive process to make sure we truly understood what this rule was about and what APHIS was trying to accomplish. The underlying effort, of course, is to try to allow the importation of this fresh and frozen beef in the United States, but that brings with it a whole host of concerns, the biggest one being the current problem that Brazil has with foot and mouth disease, FMD, and we are just not convinced that they are prepared to actually engage in this kind of trade. So we made sure that we went in and analyzed all the documents, that were used by APHIS to formulate this rule. Unfortunately, the majority of those documents that were given to us were actually in Portuguese with no translation. So we have to ask ourselves exactly how the government was able to utilize that in their efforts. We also had to file a Freedom of Information Act request to get even more documents from both APHIS and the Food Safety Inspection Service. Unfortunately, neither one of those agencies actually fulfilled those requests. So we did not get all the documents that we had asked for. And then ultimately, we did hire a third-party risk assessor and the University of Minnesota to take a look at this and utilize their comments to help us formulate the submission that we put in on this particular rule.
2: He said their biggest concern is they do not want the reintroduction of foot and mouth disease here in the U.S. Foot and mouth disease is highly contagious. It
3: can travel on fresh and frozen product, and if we were to have it here in the United States, it would devastate us. We would expect most, if not all, of our international markets to dry up immediately. That would cost our industry probably about $5 billion on the bottom end. It could be even more. And then also, we have to consider the financial impact of depopulation, the halting of cattle movement within the states, and the overall impact on our domestic herd and our domestic producers. This would be crippling, and we could have losses up to
2: $50 billion. And thus, Woodall said they had some requests for the agency.
3: We asked the agency to, one, give us another 120 days to continue to look at the documents that we have and to hopefully get delivery of the Freedom of Information Act request documents that we had requested several months ago. We've also asked them to withdraw this rule because we do believe that they need to do a more in-depth risk assessment and they need to do a more in-depth economic assessment. I don't think that they really did enough work on either one of these to truly evaluate the risk And we just need to make sure that we are not uh, placing our domestic herd at risk just to try to get this rule across the goal line.
2: Woodall said this rule has major implications not only on our relationships with trading partners, but also in relation to foreign animal disease management within this country. And we need to make sure we know all the facts. We have all the data that USDA has used in formulating this proposed rule and make sure we can adequately prepare comments that help us make the best decision on how we protect our domestic herd here in the U.S.
0: And we will wrap up for this week with these thoughts from Everett Griner. What do you think
4: is more popular with Americans, beef or chicken?
0: Why, beef, of course.
4: Well, not anymore. Chicken has passed beef and pork on the dinner table. Economists say it's priced, but you know, I don't agree. Beef prices have gone up 4 to 5% a year. But let's look at it from an economical standpoint. You buy a chicken, you cook it, you serve it, and it's eaten. It's over. By that big old chuck, shoulder, or rump roast, you bake it in the oven, you serve it, and you put the leftovers in the fridge. Or tomorrow, you warm it, you slice it, and you serve roast beef sandwiches. Then, the smart cook uses the leftovers as the foundation for a pot of beef vegetable soup. Three delicious meals. Now, which is more economical? See, the difference is,
0: you've got to have a smart cook.